Yeah, I was keeping track of the days, but then I decided that was unhealthy. <laughs> but honestly, maybe I should go back and like, you know how in movies, like the people in prison cells, they draw <laughs> tick marks on their walls in pencil or something. I should totally do that on one of my walls now that I'm thinking about it. There you go. It feels like it's been a while, but it hasn't really. I think this whole quarantine thing is warping my sense of time. I know, right? I feel like I've been stuck in my house for a solid five years right now. and It's only been like three weeks. That the idea amuses me. <laughs> <laughs> or how many days you feel like it has been. I would end up having my wall filled with all of the tick marks if I did that. I guess it's just... I think it's because we can do so much more in our days now because I, I only have school for half a day and then I'm free. Like I just got off my spring break where we did absolutely nothing but eat and sleep for a week. And it just feels like each day is worth five of them. And I, I, I'm running out of things to do at this point. I feel like we do physically have more time, but I'm doing less. Mm hmm. Which I don't like. So <laughs> we're going to try to get a handle on that. But we'll Agreed. see. All right. All right. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about today. This is true. And we don't want to get off track here. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, indeed. I have been very hyped for this one. This is actually my first time reading through the Harry Potter series. I have seen the movies before. Listeners, if you've been paying attention to what we said we were going to be doing over like this whole season two thing. We mentioned that today would be the day we are releasing our Harry Potter episode, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone review. So I was like, well, do we have to, I mean, I've already seen the movies and Lucy was like, no, read the books. It is different. Do it now. It is so different. I don't think you understand how many <laughs> details you're missing or how many plot points in the movies that just don't exactly make sense, but you just kind of roll with it. I don't, or like there's these things that happen in the movies that aren't explained, but if you've read the books, you understand why that's important or why it's happening. So like, there's so many small things that you probably don't even think about, but after reading the books, you will understand why they're so important. <laughs> I agree. I agree. After reading the first one, The Sorcerer's Stone, which we are doing this review on, I found that they did leave a good bit of the details out, and I really enjoyed being able to hear the full, well-rounded story. Do you think the books are better than the movies, or are they on, like, two separate scales? Like, what's your opinion that way? Mm, I mean, I think in one sense, I feel like we've talked about this before, but I, I think in one sense it's kind of like comparing apples to oranges almost, mainly because... You have an hour, you have you know an hour to two hours for a movie plot. For a book, I mean that can take anybody a day to a week to read, and you can. That is indeed a very simple way to say it. It's a tough topic. Um, what are your opinions on the discrepancies between some of the? Put a bunch of details in there, and uh, you know people are fine with it. With movies, you can't really do that because you have a limited time frame. And you have to keep people engaged with all sorts of, you know, plot movements and explosions and crazy developments because you want to keep them long enough and drawn in enough to be able to tell a story and to keep everybody in the movie theater. So mm -hmm. 
in one sense, I think I understand why they sacrificed a lot of details. But in the other sense, you have to ask the question of, well, when do we stop sacrificing details so that we can actually tell a story? So it's a, it's a tough topic, I think. A tough topic. Details in the book versus they change things in the movie, like rather than omitting mm. things. Like you, the main thing that comes to mind is Harry's eye color in mm-hmm. the books is different than what it is in the movies. And which is kind of funny because it's such an important detail in the books. That's kind of true. And it's, an, it's even an important detail in the movies, too. Because they always talk about, you have your mother's eyes. Yeah, that's how it's an important detail. But if you, you've seen all the movies. But you see how, like, in all the movies, <laughs> Lily's eye color is different. And it's different from <laughs> past Lily's and from Harry's the entire time. <laughs> it's literally never the same. It's true. Um, yeah, Which, they yeah, they could have thought that out a little better. I agree. I agree. And that's a very observant detail. I think, yeah. yeah, it's just when you have such a beloved franchise, it's something to consider, mm-hmm. though, Harry's eyes being the wrong color, that one I more understand because I've done a bit of research and it turns out that Daniel Radcliffe, he was getting ready for the role. They were going to have him wear colored contact lenses so that his eyes would be the correct color. Mm. But when then he had a reaction to them on the first day of filming and so it just looked like he was crying and like his eyes were red and puffy the whole time and that was a little bit worse (laughs) i can imagine so they kind of decided okay never mind it's worth it's worth the sacrifice of that inconsistency because you know you can't have a suffering actor the entire time and you can't have harry look like he's dying or having allergies (laughs) at hogwarts the whole time (laughs) That does make sense, and I think that's fair. Yeah, that, that's the other aspect, too. When you're making a movie, it's not just the pen, pa- the paper pen and the writer. It's all of these people and all of this stuff that goes into, oh, well, we can't say this on the movie screen, or, well, these people, they have these limitations, and, you know, we can't actually make stuff explode using magic in movies, so we got to use special effects. So just kind of when talking about book to movie uh, stuff in general, we have to remember that the main engine when reading for the the design of the story, when reading a book is our minds and our imagination. However, when uh, watching a movie, while there is some stuff left up to the imagination, much of it is through visual representation and special effects generation that really brings the story seen in our imaginations to life. However, they still are incredibly limited in comparing the power of our imaginations and the power of a special effects computer. Yeah, and there's also the limitation of money. Like the budgets for movies really limits how much they can do in special effects and in just costumes, sets, things like that in general. Like you notice the first Harry Potter movie is a much lower quality than the eighth Harry Potter movie. If you kind of look at the difference there, you can tell the budget increased to the point where they were able to make it a more magical atmosphere than they were in the first one, which I think kind of correlates well with the books because the first Harry Potter book, it's it's a great book. It's very nostalgic for Mm -hmm. tons of people. But if you look at the quality of it, from just 
a quality literary piece standpoint, it's not the best quality. It has a lot of issues, but compared, and it definitely has a lot more compared with The Deathly Hollows, the last book, which you haven't read, so I can't point out anything, <laughs> but <laughs> it's still, you know, it's different, which it's, it, it just goes to show that I guess things grow over time, but, mm-hmm. and when you have more money. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. That does, that is a contributing factor. All right. Well, now that we've discussed the movie a little bit, more on the book, The Sorcerer's Stone, what do you think was one of the main things that stood out to you reading the first time? Oh, the through? first time? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the whole magic system and all the characters themselves and the things that were special to each person mm-hmm. is what stood out to me the most. The first time I read it, I read it in 23 hours, so I like sped <laughs> through it. Um, but noticing like all the small little details that were included, I really liked how it was this many bricks to the left that Hagrid pressed in with his pink umbrella. And then they were able to enter into Diagon Alley. And then, uh, like the robe shop is here and, you know, all these different things, all the little details on the signs, it really made it feel like it was its own world with real people. It just felt really nice and like a whole world. Uh, the second time I read it, I have actually read it all the way through twice, and I don't remember as much from my second time reading it all the way through, honestly. I feel like it's blocked from my mind for some reason, but <laughs> it... Yeah, I agree. still gives, like, there's... Every time you reread it, you're going to find another little detail that will stick mm-hmm. out at you, because it just is so detailed and like it has a bunch of details that aren't necessary for understanding the story but for the world building and for just feeling like you're immersed in the world they're important it's been a while since i read this but i really enjoyed uh, the when they were in the final chamber and he was trying to get to the sorcerer's stone so he could stop uh who he thought was Cerberus name who he thought was and they had to go through each and every uh, uh, chamber to uh, yeah i definitely enjoy the like you said the aspect of the little things like you know the discussion of harry finding his first one like being able to read all through that or uh, um so in all honesty i didn't reread this book all the way through before recording this episode <laughs> i was going to Because I just got the illustrated editions for my birthday last year, and I really want to go through them and read them. But I was partially through reading it, and I just realized I'm really not in the mood for this type of book right now. And I don't want to force myself to read it, because then I'll go into a reading slump, and that wouldn't be very fun. enjoy it as much, and I wouldn't have as many positive things to say about it. So since I decided to just put it aside for the time being... That kind of made me wonder, like, is there anything I'm totally forgetting about this book since it's been a while since I last read it all the way through? So what's, like, the biggest thing that stuck out to you? Like, what's a standout moment from this book to you? You know, it's to complete the challenge to get to the Sorcerer's Stone and how each, you know, uh, character, Ron and Hermione and Harry individually contributed to getting to the next pathway i thought that was really cool how they did that and 
they even foregoed a few of them in the movie. Like they didn't talk about the potion scene. And then the last one where Harry had to defeat a monster, there was none of that. They just did the chess round and that was it. Yeah. Which gave the two lines that were most important from that scene. But like the whole scene is fantastic. I, That's true. Uh, that scene is just so great. I had a thought there, but it just slipped from my brain. So that's kind of sad. A standout moment. Uh, probably the one of the biggest things I saw that at least in, they didn't include the movie was the last final few scenes. And then I had a quote taken. It was on my Goodreads that I had. Um, after I had finished it, I did a little review. You can go read that. Follow me on Goodreads. What am I? Leo something. <laughs> Le- How do I, I don't even know any Goodreads anymore. I'm, I'm losing my mind. It's fine. Uh, I'll link that in the description. But it was just a certain quote from Dumbledore. And I think getting to feel that out more too, like the overall character development that they showed in the book, I think just had a different feel to the movie entirely. Movies do a good job if they are directed well in developing character, but books can do it way, way better. And I think it goes back to including the little details and just being able to peer more closely into the character's life. You see how they grow and what challenges they overcome and just kind of overall who they are as the depicted person. I liked, I liked Dumbledore a lot more in the books than I do the movie. Uh, just because I get to see more of them. And Dumbledore is always one of my most favorite characters. May or may not have cried a little bit in, what was it? The Prisoner, not Prisoner of Azkaban. I almost, okay, yeah, it's fine. Watch the movies, read the books. Um, Hold on. So Dumbledore is one of your favorite characters. Probably, yeah. Okay, so, okay, why is he your favorite character? Or one of your favorites? Mainly because of just what he means to the story and what he does. The Dumbledore is depicted as easily one of the most powerful wizards in the Harry Potter universe, mainly because of his possession of an item that I won't talk about because I'm not spoiling anything because I'm a good human being. And he's just, he's like the unbeatable symbol of peace or the unbeatable person who, you know, makes everything seem okay and is almost in a, in a way benevolent. And uh, when in reality, he struggles quite a bit throughout the story, mainly because he knows what's going on behind the scenes and he knows what has to be done. Uh, I maybe, I don't even know if I'd say struggle. He just has to work really hard. And I enjoy uh, the uh, overall development he brings to uh, Harry's life. And almost almost like the grandfather, grandfather or father figure he is to Harry. I'd say more of a grandfather figure. Um, so there's another. Yeah. Do you find Dumbledore to be a problematic character? Or are there any problems you have with things he did or has said in the first book? Anything he did or said, I don't, I don't really think so. Like I can, I can see an argument for, you know, things Dumbledore might do later on in the story, uh, which I really don't have a problem with. I think he was very wise in how he, how he does things. And that really contributes to why I like him so much. Just the overall wisdom that he has. Uh, I can't really remember anything in the first book. Is there anything you're thinking about? There's one thing that comes to my mind like immediately but that's problematic that he did. 
And uh-huh. that is the fact that he even gave Harry to the Dursleys. Mm. Because, okay. I mean, like, maybe at first he wouldn't know how the Dursleys would treat him. But surely with being able to send him such specific letters to Hogwarts, like Harry is in the cupboard under the stairs. Clearly, mm-hmm. from that section of information alone he would be able to tell that Harry's not being treated right where he is staying. And I don't know how okay it is for an adult figure in a young person's life to notice and be aware of abuse that a child is facing and to not do something about it. Yeah, they got Harry off to Hogwarts, but they still make him go back to the Dursleys every summer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Okay, well, then in that case, and just a little bit of defense of Dumbledore, if I could ask, what is is the main reason that Dumbledore does this? Do you know? I do know that there is a reason given in the seventh book, but I honestly don't think that reason is justified enough. Like, I don't think that's enough of a reason for that. I think that there could have been another solution with Harry Mm -hmm. staying somewhere else where he would have been raised well and still, um, I don't want to spoil it for you because I know it's not in the movies. So just, yeah, I don't think it's a solid enough reason. I I mean, I think they could have, like, McGonagall, she was there when Harry was given to the Dursley and Dursleys, and she even said, I don't think this is a good place for him. I think yeah. a better place would have been, like, give him to someone like Professor McGonagall. Or later, mm-hmm. the Weasleys, they were known to be trusted people. Like, yeah, I think there were plenty of people, plenty of good wizards and witches that... Dumbledore knew and knew of that he would have been able to give Harry to and he still could have given a letter to the Dursleys so that Petunia could know her sister died and that her nephew is currently in like a wizarding foster home and if she is Mm -hmm. willing to take him in as her own that's an option but it's not required because if they take him in like willingly they're more likely to treat him kindly is kind of my line mm-hmm. of thinking. So I just think that's a, would have been a better solution for Harry in the long run. Because, I mean, have you seen the Fantastic Beasts movies? Yes, I have. Okay. So, you know, there's that creature, the black, like, death cloud that kills everything. Yep. See, if Harry had known what he was and had hated himself so much for it, that he could have become the exact same thing. This is true. So I see what you mean there. The abuse, he, he's lucky he didn't know about magic when he was with the Dursleys, because if he had, he could have literally destroyed himself. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And, yeah, and granted, I think that was, I think that contributed to a few things, especially, I, I could get historical there, but uh, I've done enough history for today. <laughs> oh, my brain hurts. Um, But I think to maybe just give him a little bit more of a defense Dumbledore just going off what I know in the first book because this is a first book review yeah. uh, Dumbledore does talk about in the beginning that he really wants Harry to grow up away from all the magical stuff because if we remember Harry Potter is the boy who lived he was the boy who 
quote unquote stopped Dumbledore somehow. Voldemort. Nobody knows how. Voldemort. Voldemort. He did not stop I... Dumbledore. Uh, okay, we're just edit that part out. It's fine. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no. Oh no. We're falling apart. We're dying. We're falling. You know, we can be a mess. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. A okay. Um. Uh, but I mean, he... there's a way to cover that too. Like, there's squibs. Like, he knows tons of there... squibs who live in the Muggle world. Just have him stay yeah. with one of them. Well, well, that kind of still defeats the purpose of. It... He wanted Harry. I would argue he wanted Harry to be in a way humble. Uh, yeah, I think okay. I think the way he was raised did do that, but mm-hmm. I think being raised by a squib who lives in the Muggle world, like I think with strict instructions from Dumbledore, someone who is very revered, someone whom everyone trusts, and mm-hmm. knowing how wise Dumbledore is and that he would have a very specific reason for doing this, if Dumbledore tells them, do not tell him who he is, like you can tell him of his parents, you can tell him that, like about some of these things, but don't tell him how exactly important he is. Because it, it, I think Harry was at a bit of a disadvantage for being so well-known in the world, yeah. but not knowing anything about the world. But I do think it helped him be a better person in the long run. Mm-hmm. So I think if he had a bit of knowledge about the world, but not exactly how great his importance was. Like if he was raised knowing this is a, there is a magical world, here's some important things that you just need to know. But, you know, and you're staying with me because your parents died, then once he was old enough to go to Hogwarts getting the full story and knowing exactly how important I think that would have been better but I mean there's no way to know and the story wouldn't have worked as well as it does without it being the way it is so that's also true the character development that comes from the Dursleys is profound I'm not that they develop as a character what they did for Harry's (laughs) character development they're still the same uh however I wouldn't say they're the same that's true. But you haven't read all the books yet, so... That is also true. I'm only going off what I know in the movies, so that's fair. Um, I would say, though, that when it comes to your idea of having him live somewhere else and knowing of the magical world, I think that's a fair claim, except for the fact that it still puts him on the magical grid. It puts him partially in that world where I still don't know what happens in book seven. I would see a couple problems with, though possibly putting him into some sort of danger if people know that he exists in the world because he knows of the world meaning that if he's connected with it in any way there could be a way to trace him back to it the dursleys treat him like he didn't exist what better way to drop a uh, um, magical hero boy off the grid and give him give him to somebody who literally hates them with every fiber of their being they're not going to flaunt him around as some person who they are proud of because they're not they're like you're the literal scum of the earth get back in your closet uh i would see that as a way to (laughs) drop drop him off the grid and to teach him a bit of humility so he because i think at least in the movies you can see that when he kind of begins to embrace the fact of yeah i'm somebody he begins to get a little cocky and then some other things happen. Read the books. The movies are not accurate enough with Harry's character. Fair enough. Fair enough. They, they are not. I just... Mm. <laughs> mm. I don't watch the movies very often. I own them all because... Because of Harry course Potter. I do. Exactly. But 
I don't watch them very often for a reason. <laughs> Fair enough. I watch them every Christmas, so uh, I have I'm well versed in the Harry Potter movie uh, plot verse. line, <laughs> movie verse. It's true. They are kind of different universes, so right. I think that's fair. I think that's where we should pretty much wrap up our thoughts. We didn't go like through the whole plot of the book because mm-hmm. pretty much everyone knows what the plot of Harry Potter is. That's kind of true. <laughs> I think with other books, we'll kind of have to go through what happens in these books because that's a thing because not everyone has read all those books. That's but... true. That's true. Uh, anyway, um, before we sign out here, I just wanted to remind you and make sure our audience knows that the Thursday through Saturday after this comes out, so literally starting tomorrow when this is released, the, the stay-at-home reading rush is beginning. Mm-hmm. That is super exciting. You can check out their Instagram and Twitter for more information on that. But I know I'm going to be participating with the in the Instagram challenges every day. I'm trying to get Leo to participate, but I'm not counting on it super hard. I mean, I'll chow, I'll participate in spirit, and it's the spirit that counts, right? You could still take. I could, I already sent you all the challenges. You could still do them. That is true. And you could take pictures and you can send them to me and I'll post them on the bookful thoughts Instagram. He doesn't want to have Instagram, so I have to I know I'm work weird. around this. I know I'm weird like that. I'm sorry. Um, it's fine. <laughs> it's probably healthier for you anyway. That's that's true. This is true. But for those who don't know what reading rush is, I do know this much. It it's basically a cha- it's it's a period of challenges that you do uh, using books obviously because it is reading rush and then you post stuff online and you can earn fun prizes but it's mainly just a way for a community of book lovers to participate in a fun competition that has to do with reading so both Lissy and i do highly recommend it and we really hope you guys go online and check it out you just type in reading rush 2020 and you get all the information you need um it, we don't yeah. have an access to libraries, obviously. We'd recommend you. Well, you have e-libraries. Exactly, yes. Borrow audiobooks from all sorts of places. I know I... So basically, there's a bunch of different challenges, and you. some people will pick one book per challenge and try to read so many books in however many days. This is a shortened reading rush because it wasn't originally planned, but with everyone quarantined or on lockdown, as they're saying in other places, a lot of people are finding some more time to read. So this is just kind of the reading community's quick little readathon of sorts. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I only have two books picked out because one of them is kind of thick and the other one is really short. So I'm hoping to knock both of those out in the four days and maybe like a third if I get through them really quick. So That is my goal for this reading rush, but I also have school and some other things on top of that that I need to do, so not holding my breath too, too hard. All right, sounds good. I mean, I have a few books I can touch up on and read. I'll see if any of them work for the challenges, Uh, but I'll probably get around to something. You could actually finish reading The Art of War. Ooh, okay. Um, and I also need to finish reading the Book of Five Rings, too. It's basically the art of war, but Japanese, so 
I am low-key calling you out for the fact that you didn't finish it and included it on your top 10. Okay, well, you know what? It, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, We're not even going to talk about the books you included and didn't read, but... <laughs> this, this was season... This is season one, Lissy. No need reason to dwell on the past. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just letting you know you are officially exposed. <laughs> All right. That's, hey, says the one who didn't read the Harry Potter book for the Harry Potter book review. Hang on. I've already read it twice, and I disclosed the fact that I didn't read it for but the third time for this. did you read so it recently? Disclosing... No, you didn't. I read no, it recently. No, that wasn't what the requirement was. It was just to talk about it. I've read it before, so and I've read it twice, so I've been over the details twice, and I read like a fourth of it and then i just wasn't in the mood and i disclosed that so thank you very much i don't need to be exposed i think i've been beat here fair enough fair enough (laughs) all right well i think that's everything we need to cover today i hope all of you are able to join us in the reading rush if you're listening to this in time if not do your own reading rush. Make your own rules. Live Just your have dreams. some fun. Have some fun. I agree with this. <laughs> so let us know if you're doing it later because you didn't listen to this in time because that's totally understandable. So if you were out of the loop, you can still uh, you can send your stuff to us on Instagram if you took pictures. Um, I think you can use the hashtag bookful thoughts and I will see it and I will make sure to screenshot and send it to Leo as well. So if you use that hashtag, we'll see, or if you have any comments or if you want to post about listening to this podcast, you can tag us on Instagram or use the hashtag bookful thoughts and we will see it. Mm -hmm. So feel free to try that out. And we have a discord, which we will link in the description. Please join us. We promise we're not cultists and trying to get you into anything. Probably. There's an 85% chance you're not cultists. So those are pretty good odds. So we really recommend you join our Discord. You can ask us and talk with us directly on books you might want us to review or if you want to see in our podcast. So don't be afraid. Please join us. It would be a lot of fun. We don't bite most of the time. I don't know about you. I I don't bite. I can't speak for Leo though, since that's a most of the time. That's true. It's very true. I might be the I might be the other percentage there, but it's okay. <laughs> We're virtual, so you're safe for now, or so you may think. Um, so I think we're very much so clearly losing it. I think Follow we are. us on all the things. Yes. Uh, that's pretty much all we have to say here. They're all in the show notes, so you can see all the things and click all the links. You know, all the fun stuff. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and have a nice day. All right. Wash your hands. Bye.